Hello, thanks for joining Your Body Advocate podcast. I am your host, Ruth Cummings, and today I am interviewing Deatra D. Davis, who is a healthy body coach for women over 50. She gives us many strategies today of how to lose 20 pounds without changing your diet, and she gives us a free gift at the end of this podcast. Let's take a deep breath to relax. Ready? All right. Enjoy this. Here we go. You're listening to Your Body Advocate, telling your body's side of the story. The podcast dedicated to supporting and improving your body-mind connection so you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life, dissolving one body tension at a time. Discover the healing properties of your own body language, and together, let's explore ways to support and improve essential self-talk. Now, here's your host, Master of Encouragement and Body-Mind Life Coach, Ruth Cummings. Well, hello, everybody. Today, I have a special guest, Deatra D. Davis. She goes by D. And she is a healthy body coach for Black women over 50. She helps women lose weight and transform their bodies through evidence-based habit development and behavior change that emphasizes balanced nutrition, movement, sleep, stress, and mindset change. For 23 years, she was a research manager and VP at Swiss Re America Holding Corporation, creating systems and programs to help insurance companies identify the healthiest people to insure. She took early retirement in 2018, and here she is. Welcome, Dee. How are you today? Oh, I am fine, and I'm so excited to be joining you on this podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. I want to shout out, like we had talked about before, the reason we met is between a mutual friend, an incredible, incredible leader of women, is Selena Sue. Tell me about how you know her. Oh, absolutely. I was introduced to Selena through my email inbox. (laughs) Somehow I ended up on uh, her, you know, on her email list. And I just happened to be checking email one day and I saw a message that said, this is the last time I'm going to be doing impacting millions. And I thought, oh my gosh, I need to, uh, I need to take advantage of this course. And so I pulled the credit card out and signed up. Off of a single email, because I knew that with impacting millions, it was going to help me to get the word out about my business. And that's exactly uh, what I need to be working on right now. So <laughs> that's how I met Selena. That's awesome. And I met you in the one of the, the retreats for that um, class. And I, she's an, such an amazing teacher. She's an amazing uh, leader, business owner. It's, she's just been such an inspiration. And we were in a, in a, a breakout room together and that's how I got to know you. And I'm, I'm so glad to have you here because we have a lot of the same ideas about how to help women. And I want to have all of your ideas today, or at least as much as we can in our, in our time together. So, um, how did you, how did you start? So you, you took early retirement. So tell me about that. And then you started, uh, your coaching business. So tell me how that started. Yes. I was uh, working in the insurance industry. Oh, many, many years. (laughs) And it came a time when, you know, companies downsize and our company was going through a downsize and 
I said, you know what? Um, I'm going to go ahead and take the early retirement offer that was presented to me so that I can shift gears and really focus in on helping women, which had become my passion. Um, my husband and I have, have done different types of businesses over the years, you know, as a part-time part-time initiative. We all have that little inkling inside of us that says, I should be in business for myself. <laughs> and so we, we, you know, done some businesses and in the past, I don't know, six, seven years, I had really honed in on nutrition and found myself getting certified as a fitness nutrition coach. And the downsizing just happened you know, right around the time when I had finished getting certifications and I had a few clients that I was already working with. And so I said, you know what, this is a great time for me to just move out there and do something different, change careers and still be able to utilize my background, you know, that I cultivated over the past 30 years um, in insurance, you know, evaluating health histories and looking at why people live, why people die. Um, so this was kind of a natural path for me. That's great. I want to just leave a caveat for us to talk later about starting an online business. So if we have time, would you mind if we dive into that a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Let's do it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, so how did you start? What do you, um, you were, you and I were talking about how you, um, listen to the people that are, are, uh, are coming to you, the women that are coming to you. And you have a way of saying that, that I really like you. So um, you call it reflective listening. So what is reflective listening? Yes, um, reflective listening is really about tapping into the whole mind-body connection. Cause you know what you put into your body um, <laughs> impacts physically, mentally, um, so it's really about tapping into the mind-body connection and about relearning, paying attention, and correcting your behaviors based on what you've learned. And, you know, that starts by evaluating, you know, your, your eating and your exercise choices. Um, and I like to say, you know, start with the baseline from where you are today. What time do you wake up in the morning? What do you eat for breakfast, for lunch, and for dinner? When do you take a snack? You know, what time do you go to bed? When do you do your exercise? What types of exercises are you doing? So these are kind of baseline metrics that you can start with. And then from there, you can engage yourself in learning about yourself and going through the whole process of, you know, really relearning and paying attention to what's happening inside of your body. I love that. As you know, I, the body, as this podcast being called your body advocate, I love to advocate for our body. And, um, I think a lot of us, we forget those basic needs are moving our body. What are we eating? We're so in a hurry. Did you have lunch? Um, no, you know, well, did you have breakfast? Um, no, but we've fed everybody else around us. And there's an interesting way that I think women are these days of this superwoman type of person. <laughs> and we forget about ourselves. Um, so 
So how, in your opinion, how do you really tune into the body? Like, how do you, how do you do that? Yeah. And I, I like what you said, you know, just, just, just now about how busy we are and how multitasking all of a sudden, um, you know, became popular. And, and the fact of the matter is it's really not the best way. <laughs> it's not best for your body, is it? <laughs> no, no, we can't even multitask, right? They've proven that you, you do one thing at a time, even if you think, and you try to explain that you aren't, but you can only focus on one thing at a time. You're just doing everything less effective. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so really to, to tune in and to understand your body signals, I have found that people really need a detailed blueprint, a personalized blueprint that really helps them to tune into their body signals and discover what works for them. And what I mean by a personalized blueprint is, you know, if you, if you type in Google, how to lose weight, how to exercise, how to do whatever, you're going to get millions of responses on, you know, what to do, but those responses are not necessarily going to help you as an individual because everybody is different. And so in order to relearn to engage in this whole act of listening, you have to accumulate some self-knowledge and you do that by building new habits. That's the best way to accumulate the self-knowledge because when you're building habits, the whole process itself forces you into evaluating what is happening inside of your body and it forces you into okay, this new habit, is it, is it working? Is it not working? What do I need to do uh, to change to, um, to make it effective? So it's not me telling you what to do. You have to practice and you have to experience it for yourself. I can guide you. You know, coaches can guide you. Trainers can guide you, but they cannot be you. You have to experience for yourself and evaluate how things work inside of your body. So it's really about, you know, experiencing food and experiencing exercise in a new light. I like that experiencing food, you know, and experiencing thing. I think, you know, if, if we all could take a pill and just get what we want, um, I think a lot of our society has gone in that direction. And I think now we're seeing that discipline and habits, we just have to do it. It's not something you can get away from. You can't eat my food. I can't drink your water. I can't sleep for you. If I could do that for people, for my kids, for my clients, for my family, I would, but um, no, I need to do it for me so yeah. that I can help others. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah. How do you know, in your opinion, so how do we know when these, when these habits and these changes that we're working so hard on, how do we know that they're actually working? Well, there's, there's a, such a thing as daily observations and <laughs> journaling and understanding your outcomes. And what I like to share with people um, is, <laughs> you know, when I was going through nutrition training and I started learning about the, the food industry, I felt like I had been bamboozled bamboozled Same. because <laughs> yes because sad isn't it it is it's... um with 
all of the processed foods that we are consuming on a daily basis. And active listening, developing new habits, and determining whether or not something is working, there's a little process that I like to um, introduce to people. And that is the process of looking at your food across a continuum. And what I mean by that is the foods that you want to eat more of are those, those whole, the fresh foods, the fresh fruits and vegetables, the lean meats, you know, the better options that are in the grocery store. And then you want to eat less of those highly processed sugary foods, you know, high salt. And then there's all those foods that fall kind of in the middle where, you know, I, I don't want to say they're bad for you. I just want to say you want to, you, you can eat some of those processed foods, but kind of stay away from the, the significantly highly processed foods. And you can get a good idea on the processing just by reading the labels, you know, just by picking up the can or picking up the package and looking to see what is actually in the food uh, that, that you're eating and making better choices at the restaurants. And I know that this sounds elementary, what I'm saying, but it's the basics for how you're going to be able to actually feed your body the good nutrients because we live in the United States of processed America and just about everything that you pick up has got some type of processing um, that's, not, that's not necessarily good for our bodies. And so, you know, when you are to know what's actually working and to do your daily observations, it can be something just as simple as, you know what, I've changed the way I'm eating my vegetables. And for me, it was when I added vegetables <laughs> to my breakfast, it didn't happen right away that I noticed that there was a change, but over a, a few weeks, I noticed that I had more energy and my day was going better. And it was just from me adding a food that I wasn't eating at breakfast. I added that food to my, my meal plan and I was able to make an observation that, hey, you know, this change impacted me in a certain way. Um, so you have to do some daily, some daily tracking because we tend to forget what what's happening um, throughout a day. Um, so you know you may be tracking, like I said earlier, you know what time you woke up, what you ate at breakfast, how you felt two hours after you ate, um, you know what happened at bedtime. You know were, were you were you starving at bedtime? Then you maybe need to look at what did you have for dinner or what how did your day go. So you're doing some daily tracking there. And, and then on a weekly basis, you're kind of going back and just evaluating, you know, how, how the week go? Um, what did you accomplish? What, you know, were you more stressed than normal? Um, you're just looking for those little cues that help you to understand whether or not what you've just done is really helping you. And I like to do a little exercise um, in the morning and it's just a little journaling exercise where I am thankful for, you know, I'm just thankful for my body. I'm thankful for what's happened. Um, I'm thankful for the people who are in my life. And that 
tends to help me to, to get myself grounded, if you will. And you want to do the same thing, you know, as it pertains to just your, your food choices so that you can really understand what's happening and you can maybe course correct if you need to and look at, you know, look at some of the outcomes that, that you're experiencing. So with your clients, uh, let's say, cause I hear this a lot and I would imagine you have too, I'm terrible at keeping track of what I eat when I eat and how I feel, I can't do this. Well, if you don't think you can do it, then you won't. <laughs> well, that's one, that's one thing that I would say. And, you know, tracking doesn't have to be complicated. It really doesn't. You can, you know, we all eat, we eat every single day. So breakfast, you know, you've got breakfast, is there a vegetable on your plate? You know, <laughs> right. That's real simple for you to, <laughs> to mentally. No. Yes, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, did you fall asleep after lunch? <laughs> there's, you know, there's some things there that, um, that it doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be challenging. You don't necessarily need to have a tracking app to do this. Um, and when you're, you're more mindful is really what it boils down to is just being mindful and being present in the moment about the choices that you're making. When you go to a restaurant and you look at the menu, it doesn't take you know a lot of mental effort to say, I'm going to eat the salad because it doesn't have you know the cream sauce on it as opposed to eating that Alfredo. So you're just making small mental um, choices for focusing on the better quality foods and the better quality nutrients, you know, without having to take your pencil out and say um, exactly what it is that, that, that you ate. Now, having said that, you know, if you find that you're, you're working on a particular habit and you're not seeing the results, then yes, maybe you need to go back and do more, more detailed type of observation because, you know, I think we tend to eat more than what we think we are. We tend to consume more, more beverages than maybe what we think we are. We don't sleep, you know, as long as what we think we might be. And so for some people that more structured tracking is really important, but for others, you know, if you just be a little more mindful, you will see some progress. I love that. I agree. Yes. What is your, the, your most, let me say this differently. What results have you been most proud of and what did they, how did they get those results? For my clients? Yes. Or for yourself or yeah. Yeah. There's, there's two, um, you know, I had a client who, when she came to me, she wasn't moving, you know, overweight and her biggest praise report for herself was the day that she was able to complete an exercise. Just a small, you know, something that maybe you take for granted that you can, you know, wake up and go walk on the treadmill for however long it might be or do an elliptical or lift weights or whatever. Uh, for her to be able to actually do a workout routine and get through it, that was a huge accomplishment. She also learned that 
the better foods were best for her body. She, you know, she loved to cook. And she said, you know what? I learned that eating vegetables and eating these better foods is actually better for my body. Um, so, so that was more important than the actual pounds that she lost through the process. Yeah. You know, th those two things, you know, for me, I had an experience when I was in my early thirties where I was diagnosed with sarcoidosis, which is an inflammatory condition. And at the time they didn't know, you know, what causes it still to this day, they don't know for sure what causes sarcoidosis, but it can affect every organ in your body. And for me, it affected my lungs. So I had 70% lung capacity and I actually went into the doctor because I was having some heart I thought they were heart palpitations. When you're when you're an underwriter and you work in the insurance industry, um, <laughs> you tend to try to self-diagnose everything that happens. Right. So, so I had self-diagnosed myself as as having these this, these palpitations. So I told myself I needed to go uh, to a cardiologist, <laughs> and I actually picked up the phone and made an appointment with a cardiologist. And they accepted me. I went there and they said, well, there's nothing wrong with your heart, but your lungs, you need to see a pulmonologist immediately. And I was like, what? Well, what's going on? Scary. And yes. And they said, um, they kept asking me if I, if I could breathe. And I said, yes, I can breathe. I can, I'm talking to you. I can breathe. And, you know, I had three doctors standing in front of me asking me this. And they told me that I had 70% lung capacity, that I had sarcoidosis, wow. and that I was going to need heavy dose steroids um, to correct this issue. And I thought, oh my gosh. Um, they told me that my body had apparently had adapted to having that less of lung capacity. So in other words, I wasn't able to push air through my lungs at hundred percent. It was, you know, at, at 70%. And because I, at that time I was already, I was working out, um, at least three times a day during that time. And I knew when I was, you know, in the gym and I looked around, I was doing aerobics. I, I always knew that, or felt like other people could go harder than me. Um, but I just thought it was because I didn't particularly like aerobics all that much, <laughs> you know, um, but I never gave up. Um, but they told me that being on the steroid was going to cause me to have a moon phase and I was going to gain weight because of the side effects. And that was a trigger for me. And I said, you know what? I am not going to gain. I'm not going to gain weight. <laughs> I'm not going to have a moon phase. I am not going to allow this disease to define who I am. And good. I went and I started exercising even more. And then I changed the way I was eating. Um, because I knew that when you gain, when you eat poorly, uh, don't pay attention to what you're putting into your body that contributes to weight gain. And so I said, I'm not going to do something that's going to contribute to this, you know, potential nice. gaining weight. So I changed the way I ate more whole foods. Um, at the time in my thirties, I don't know that I made the connection that 
I was feeding my body in a way that was going to help me to overcome sarcoidosis. I think mentally I was, I was thinking I'm feeding my body because I don't want to gain weight. But the reality is that, you know, after three years, they told me that my sarcoidosis had burned out, if you will. And so now through ref ref reflective listening, right. I can go back and say, you know what, this is what I did. And this is the, the outcome, you know, as a result of it. Wow. I love that. Yeah. So you did it for yourself. Interesting. You didn't want to, didn't want to gain weight. And because of that, <laughs> you healed yourself. Yeah. That I, I just feel like there's this part of us that all of us has this, have this homeostasis. We want to heal, right? We want to heal. And I think we start to put barriers in place, including food, including not sleeping or getting really stressed where it doesn't allow, um, us to, uh, find that self-healing part of us. And uh, what I hear is that you're really helping people tune into that again. Yes. You know, yes. so, um, so your, so those are your favorite two. Where do you live in the country? I am in the Midwest. I've been a Midwestern all my life. I'm currently in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. I uh, grew up in Iowa. <laughs> all uh all over Iowa actually wow. so when people work with you is it over zoom or is it in person or how do you do that it is you know with we've gone through this whole pandemic and and um virus here in the last few years so it's it's virtual so I work with people virtually um and I don't have any you know clients right now where I'm working with them on a one-on-one -on -one basis in person. So it's really all through, through Zoom. And, uh, you know, we, we meet and they get their, their information online and, you know, we, we meet on a weekly basis. Okay. So it's one week, I mean, once a week for an hour or on, on Zoom, right? It's, it's on Zoom. We do have a, it's a group co coaching program that I have as my signature program. And oh, tell us I about mean, that. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Let me know about yes, that. Yes. Let me tell you about that. I have a group coaching program that helps women over 50 to lose up to 20 pounds and you're losing up to 20 pounds without focusing on complicated diets or extreme exercise. And so the program is really built to help you to develop the healthier habits. So you are you know, each, each week I give you a new habit to focus on and you do some evaluation and you, then you'll get another habit to focus on. And we do this over a course of 16 weeks. You also, um, I help you with a personalized exercise and workout program that's structured to, to help you to build your foundation. And as you build your foundation, then you're able to do, you know, more reps and, and, you know, spend more time, you know, with your workouts. Because what I've found is that women who are over 50, most of them, they've, you know, become accustomed to maybe their size. And one day they wake up and they're 20, 30 pounds overweight. So it just kind of creeps up on you because yes. of life, because of, you know, you're busy, you're running around and, for some, they go to the doctor and the doctor says, you know what, your blood sugar is high. 
your blood pressure is high and you're going to need to do something about it. So now um, it's important. It's now it's a, it's a goal right. now to do something. Yeah. It's more about life than it is about looks or about, yeah. yeah, I see that too. I agree. Like we were, well, it is easy to wake up after kids and raising kids. And even if you don't have kids, like you're working hard, really hard. And then all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, yeah, where did that, um, where did that junk in the trunk come from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, you know, our hormones are fluctuating at this time yes. as well. Um, because, you know, if you're over 50, you're either perimenopausal or you're, you know, maybe um, have gone through menopause at this time. And even me personally, um, I experienced the weight gain um, during the, you know, my perimenopausal years. And it was because of, you know, focusing on nutrition and adding, adding exercise, adding strength uh, training to my routine. That was how I was able to drop personally to drop more than 20 pounds um, and to, you know, build muscle at the same time. So the, so I have a personal testimony around, <laughs> around this whole issue myself. And so I can relate to others who are experiencing the same thing. Awesome. Just, just to, about the group program, is that on Facebook? It is, it is okay. on Facebook. Um, I have a membership platform where I deliver all of, of the training materials. And then I have a Facebook group where, you know, that's there really as a support mechanism, but we meet through zoom on a weekly basis to oh, nice. kind of see what's going on. And I've, what I've found with Facebook, especially for the women that I work with, um, I think there's there's this um, belief that your business is going to be plastered all over Facebook, <laughs> your personal business, um, because some coaches do. They post before and after pictures, and um, you know they freely discuss clients' uh, results. And the women that I've worked with they don't like that. They really are more private. Yeah, and me too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I found. And so the Facebook group is really just there if you've got questions, but we do have the, the Zoom calls and that's where, you know, you have an opportunity to really open up about what's happening. Um, so, so that's kind of how I run it. I was actually asking for that reason because I am, um, I, I, I shy away from the Facebook groups that, that do that for that same reason. I'm, you know, I had a, a picture of my daughter and I, that, um, I, um, I was, um, looking it up and it was used somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I asked Facebook about it and they said, you sign a contract that we own the pictures. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just, I didn't read it. Like most people, I just say, accept. And that was years ago. And since then I've been very, very careful. Uh, I feel, I feel a little exposed. And so I really prefer the zoom calls and other types of membership ways. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're doing that as well. So tell me about like your, what, what platform do you use for your membership besides like, and, and are, are you on, are you, do you use Kajabi at all? No, I use a platform called Onboard Me. Okay. I haven't heard of that one. 
Yes, Onboard Me um, was developed by a gentleman by the name of Brian Devlin. And Brian and his team have created an amazing platform. And he's going to love it that I mentioned his name on this podcast, by the way. <laughs> yeah, let's let's put that down. His link after in the show notes. I'd love that. Yes. So, um, tell me about this, because I'm about to create a membership myself. And I'm looking at, you know, there's Kajabi, there's um, Teachable, there's many, right? I've never heard of this one. I'm so excited. So please, I'll, yes. I'll be quiet. Uh, yes, they've created this, this platform. It's for, uh, you know, coaches, if you're in the fitness world or coaching, other types of coaching, health coaching, or any other type of coaching, really. Um, but what the platform does, it allows you to communicate with your audience. So there, there's the autoresponder and there's the membership uh, part of it where you can set up, you know, a full membership platform similar to what you might see with Kajabi, where you're able to house all of your your assets, all of your membership assets, whether it's videos, uh, text, you know, PDFs, whatever it is that you, you know, want to, to build in there. And they have kind of a unique concept where, where, um, where we can share playbooks, if you will. And these are documents that kind of separate you a little bit from your competitors, where you're able to share in a beautiful graphical way with your clients. And so um, so I love the, the playbook aspects of the platform, the email aspect of it. Um, there's integration with, <clears throat> with text messaging as well. So, and, and then of course the support is very important with any platform that you go with. Um, especially if you're not the most technical person, having access to a support team that's responsive, that is really important. I'm loving this. Do you have an affiliate link? I do not have an affiliate link, but I can, you know, definitely I'll get you the link. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you have an affiliate link, I'd love to use that. I'm going to check it out because I'm, I'm in the process of doing that. And I do get a lot of questions from, you know, uh, our demographic of 50 and plus women mm -hmm. that are trying to start their own businesses or, you know, if they're coaches or not, like my mom, for example, she makes cards by hand, you know, she makes her little cards for Christmas and Mother's Day that, and she's so good at it. And a membership site for her is just perfect because she could show literally like how to make a card in 20 minutes. Oh, and then, sure. you know what I mean? And have uh, many of those ready. Like you could have a thank you note and a, you mm -hmm. know, sympathy and get well, and all these options. I'm trying to support that to get, uh, uh, set up and then plus my own. So, um, what other, you know, talking business for coaches, like what else do you like? What else, what other platforms or programs have you liked for your, for your business? I use Canva, um, on a daily basis. Um, so that is, I like high quality graphics and, you know, sometimes I'm a solopreneur. I don't have a, you know, a large team, that's working with me. And so Canva allows me to quickly be able to create assets. Um, love it. Me and too. So I love Canva. <laughs> right. I was just on Canva for about an hour right before our call here today. I was doing, my daughter and I are, are um, we're sharing a Pinterest account. 
-hmm. And so we've had a Pinterest account for years and years. And I don't know, there's like 70,000 pins. It's, it's quite mm -hmm. a few and it's so fun. And we love our shared boards and the, the private boards. And, and now I am integrating my coaching business into that. And um, so I just created the, uh, the board of pictures of us together as mom and daughter. And oh. it's just in Canva. I mean, it's so easy to turn your picture and put it, make it, yeah. and it really makes me feel like I'm, you know, a graphic genius when that's yeah. uh, far, <laughs> far from. <laughs> so that's good. I'm glad you have the same. Um, I was using this, uh, this app called Quenza and um, uh, I, I've used it for about six months. It's expensive, but it's, it's a, uh, it has a lot of things that's just too robust for me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've been trying different things to communicate with clients. And uh, so have you ever heard, even heard of that? Isn't it I interesting don't. how we don't yeah. hear about certain things? Yeah. Um, I do use, um, well, we talked about Zoom. Um, I do use for videos. I use, well, I use three different tools for videos. Um, Screencast-O-Matic. I use that. Um, I like to edit videos in there. Um, and then I also use Loom. I think you may have heard of Loom. Loom is a nice video um, program as well, where you can see, you know, get analytics on who's watched your video videos or viewed your videos. Um, and then um, the other video platform that I use is Videlo. Which, oh which yeah, um, So I'm using those three platforms, you know, for for my video, either hosting or creation. Wow, that's great. If anybody in your that was finding you wanted to start a business, are you able to help them, or would you rather concentrate on the um, on the health industry for them? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Right now, I'm really focused in on, you know, just helping women to, to be able to lose weight. But I, you know, as part of that process, I do have some affiliation with, you know, companies that provide nutritional supplements that also have an income generating um, portion of what they do, an affiliate type program. And so on the side, <laughs> on the side, you know, I do, if someone is interested in a platform that I'm using, I will help them with the business aspects of, you know, getting going with that, with that business. So, That's great. Yeah. I've noticed with coaching that um, many people do want to go onto a, they, they don't like their job and, or their, their, their kids are out of the house or they're ready for a, a transition. And that part of their health uh, path journey is to go into coaching or to go into some online business. So it's an interesting, um, I'm, I'm questioning that myself, if I should just work on uh, bond, uh, fixing the bond and harmonizing our mind body connection, or do I help people on that next level of starting the business? It's not a passion of mine. It's a passion that I do on my own, like you, but I question sometimes like, wow, um, some of these women really need some help here. Uh, and I think I can help it on that um, at the beginning level. But uh, I do, I do, uh, um, what is it called? Give them out to um, 
refer them out, sorry, <laughs> to other people. So do you do the same? Is yeah, what I found is, you know, because you you can you can blend the two, if you will, um, helping helping, you know, your clients with their nutrition, their mind body connection. There are you can do that through supplements. I'll just put that out there. Um, I'm aligned with a company that provides, you know, high quality nutritional supplements and other lifestyle uh, benefits. And so when someone is interested, because I do coach on the benefits of supplementation, not everybody needs supplements, but um, if you're not getting it, the nutrient nutrients, then yes, you do need to supplement. And so, so there are instances where you're helping them improve their nutrition, but at the same time, for them, you know, they do want to make a little additional income. So you're able to provide them with the source, this resource that accomplishes both things. And it also, from you, it also um, helps you to realize your own mission of helping others. And you're just helping them in two different ways. So, so you can blend the two um, where it fits, where it makes sense to do so. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm happy to hear you say that. I think it's not for every client and some that it shows up that way. It's fun to have some options for them, like to know about Loom or note about Onboard Me and Kajabi and those types of things. It's kind of fun to be able to go, here, try this. Yeah. And, you know, let them run with it and see, because it takes time, as you and I know, it's not like people say this is a three, you know, in three months, you're going to have this incredible business. No, it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of uh, um, persistence, perseverance. And so, um, hey, well, one of the last questions before we close um, was uh, something that I like to ask people. And um, I had warned you about this. So I'd like to ask people, where do you think you find God in your body? I think that is a really, really great question. And it's, it's really about what we've been talking about on this podcast, where in the name of your podcast is being an advocate for your body. It's, it's what you put in your body, how you nourish your body, the movement that you do and understanding how your body actually functions that's how you can see God inside of your body because your body is a complex machine <laughs> and what you feed your body determines, you know, how well you're going to live. And I like to say when you have peace with yourself because you have um, paid attention to what's happening in your body, when you can have peace with yourself and peace with how your day is going, knowing that you're doing what you can to ensure that your body remains a temple, <laughs> I think that's how you can see God and how you can experience God in your body. And I talked about the journaling, and I think the journaling is really important because you can be thankful just for the small things. You know, the fact that you have two feet that that walk, you have, you know, ears that can hear and you've got lungs that push air throughout your body. 
these are things that you can be thankful for that are functioning, you know, in a proper manner. Um, and I know that when I journal in the morning and I, you know, I say when I'm, I'm thankful for and what I'm grateful for my day, I have a better day. And those days when I miss the journaling, I don't, I feel kind of out of sorts, if you will. So I do think that it's, it's that intuition. It's that being mindful. It's being um, intentional about what you're doing to your bodies. And I think that's how, how you can see God in your body. Love that. That was great. Well, as we close today, are there anything, anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Well, you know, I do have um, a gift. Oh, yay. <laughs> Love that. One of the, one of the uh, issues that we tend to have, and actually, you know, 60% of women experience this, and that is with food cravings. And so I have a guide where you're going to get nine strategies that you can do right away to stay on track with your goals. So we usually crave foods that make us feel worse after we eat them. You know, we feel bloated or blah or ready for a nap. And so in this guide, you're going to learn how to not deprive yourself of some of your favorite foods. And you're also going to learn some keys on how to, you know, manage those cravings. And so you'll be able to find the, um, that at deatradavis.com forward slash your body advocate. Oh, love that. Wow. Thanks for that gift. That's very generous. Thank you for our listeners. I wrote that down, the nine strategies. I'm, uh, I'm going to use that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, thanks so much, Dee, for joining us today. And I would love to um, invite you again. I'd like to talk about um, how how we how you would define family happiness uh, would you be willing to come back and do that at some point oh awesome i would love to i would love to okay great thanks so much for today and um we'll see you uh, next time thanks for having me thanks for joining me today for this interview with deatra davis she leaves us a link for her free gift, nine strategies you can do right now to stay on track with your goals. That's in our show notes, along with how to get a hold of her through Facebook and her email and her website. Thanks again for joining, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Your Body Advocate with Ruth Cummings. We're so glad you've joined us today and truly believe you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life. To connect with Ruth, work with Ruth, or to grab your free ebook, go to ruthcummings.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Until next time, friends, be open, include the unincluded, think outside the box, and spread love and kindness one smile at a time.